and uh, she said an apology that's bongeziwe bongeziwe mabandla and umlilo wesizathu as we just talk about uh, you know uh, some of these tensions that we have as south africans um, because no one individual is 100% perfect uh, there are those individuals that we regard as heroes and for some they were regarded as terrorists uh, so when we then say we pay tribute which parts of the individual do we get to celebrate and which parts um, do we recognize as teachable moments? And right now in our essay history lesson, uh, we are paying tribute uh, to a man who contributed immensely um, to as, as part of negotiations to ending apartheid in South Africa and uh, known to many as Beckbother. Um, but I'd like to uh, take to the ID name, um, Rulof Frederick Beckbother. Good afternoon and welcome. And thank you so much uh, for taking uh, invitation, Mr. Molet Zimbeg. And thank you for coming through in this weather. Uh, we're so humble. Thank it's you. Good great afternoon. to be here. It's wonderful to be here. So, I mean, you delivered a very emotional speech um, about a person you regarded as a friend. When did the friendship start? Uh, well, it started after 1990, obviously. Obviously. Before, 90, <laughs> obviously. before 1990, yeah. I was in exile and uh, he was a, a, an apartheid regime minister. So mm-hmm. it was after. In fact, I think I met him at the Carlton Hotel was there was some celebration. When Carlton Hotel was still a place when of meeting. It, it was still <laughs> a place people. of meeting, <laughs> yes. So, so what are some of the um, characteristics that uh, you've uh, grown to know about him that should be celebrated as South Africans? Well, you know, Pick Bota was uh, a free thinker. He was mm-hmm. a maverick. Uh, he was uh, a non-conformist. To me, these are attributes that we South Africans should admire and celebrate. Uh, you get a lot from people who are non-conformist because mm. they have insights they, they, which are different from what you normally have. So remember, he was the first uh, senior, senior minister in the National Party government who said he's willing to work under a black president. And yeah. this was during yeah. the regime of... P.W. Botter, the, the author of Total Strategy to, uh, to attack everybody who was against the National Party government at the time. And I guess that might not have been easy for his family and uh, from his peers. And Teresa uh, Papenfuss is joining us as author of Beck Botha and his Times, which he received an International uh, Quality Crown Convention Award uh, for uh, literary publications in Switzerland. Good afternoon and welcome, Teresa. Good afternoon, thank you. Now, let's talk about, I mean, we're reflecting on the uh, qualities and characteristics uh, that uh, Beck Botha possessed that we should be celebrating as South Africans. And uh, Mr. Mollet Zimbegi is is just reflecting on him being one of the first ministers to actually serve under uh, a a black government, uh, so to speak. Uh, What were some of the challenges that he faced uh, from his peers? I'm assuming uh, that uh, they might not all have been happy for him to make that decision. You are quite, quite right. I think uh, uh, Mr. M- uh, uh, has uh, put his finger right on the thing uh, about that uh, announcement by or, or that uh, recognition by the Bota in 1986 that he would be willing to serve under a 
black president. Mm. Uh, but I think this uh, came a long way, and it certainly didn't win him many friends. It didn't win him the majority of the caucus of the National Party, mm. uh, because it was very much against the mainstream thinking, and Pat Buta was, as Ms. Mabeki has said there, always a maverick, always a free thinker from the very start, actually. Yeah. Uh, from uh, the time when he entered uh, politics in 1970, and even before that, but, but in his maiden speech in 1970, uh, in Parliament, and that is actually the time uh, where uh, a newcomer, a new boy to the to Parliament, should not make waves in statements. Yeah. And he did make waves. And, and Mr. Mbegi... Sorry. I, no, I, I just wanted to bring in Mr. Mbegi here and, and say that uh, as part of your speech, because not everyone might have been exposed to your speech, you also uh, acknowledge uh, uh, the fact that as a non-conformist, he was also a mischief maker. <laughs> what are some of the examples that you can quote that made the then government, uh, whilst he was of service, uncomfortable? Well, he not just the, the, the leaders of the South African government, uh, he angered the United States government you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> during the, the negotiations over Namibia's independence. Uh, there were many, many, many meetings uh, held uh, where Pig Porter obviously was a central negotiator. And one day yeah, the meeting was being held in Cairo and uh, the Assistant Secretary of State for Africa in the United States was there. And then Pigbota just disappeared from the meeting and went out riding camels to, to go and see the, the pyramids. So this annoyed Dr. Chester Crocker to know, and he actually told me himself that yeah. he was furious with Pigbota's <laughs> behavior. That's very funny. But that, that uh, I guess, in a way, was highlighting the true nature of how connected he is, uh, Teresa, to being an African. Absolutely. He was very connected to being an African, and he uh, had many connections and good connections with, uh, or strong connections, with African leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, General Abafanyo uh, really was a, a very good uh, friend of his and a, a well-respected friend, uh, and was a, a, a person who respected Buddha a large extent, and I could really talk and really interact and negotiate. And um, uh, I once uh, heard from uh, a leading businessman mm -hmm. who was present at meetings with Pakwota and African heads of state, and he told me that he saw heads of state uh, literally crying on that man's shoulder wow. and pouring their hearts out to him. Uh, he was amazed to see that. And I also wrote about that in the book. But uh, so he was very, very connected and he also could connect to people on the highest level. He could meet with statesmen mm. and uh, with 
ordinary people on the most ordinary level uh, in the same way, and it treated people irrespective of their standing in society or of their ranks with the same dignity and respect. And I think that made him... um, and made him special in many in many ways. Let's talk about uh, his contribution, uh, uh, his legal wisdom, uh, building towards uh, where we found ourselves in 1994. And uh, we do this after this break. Discussions impacting your life the most. Taking your calls, comments, and uh, this is SAFM Radio, and uh, we lead the conversation. And uh, we also on WhatsApp, uh, your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And you can connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, and your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. And also taking your calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, talking the life and times of uh, uh, Mr. Beck Botha, uh, who served this country in different uh, um, um, parts of government and as a citizen. And as we take some of your messages, my guest in studio is Mr. Moelet Zimbegi, Deputy Chairperson of the South African Institute of International Relations and Independent Think, uh, think Tank based at Wits University. And also joined by um, Ms. Teresa Poppenfuss, who is the author of uh, Beck Botha and His Times. And uh, some of your messages. Um, Jack uh, says uh, the Beck Botha, uh, the death of Beck uh, should uh, have been reported and left at that. He and um, he was and still is um, guilty of association and uh, with the evil of uh, the National Party. Why pay tribute only to his, uh, to this one and not Magnus Malan and others? And I guess uh, that's why we have his friend, uh, Mr. Mwele Zimbegi, and someone who wrote uh, his book, and that's Teresa. And and like you indicated earlier on, Mr. Mbegi, that for you, you were reflecting on a life with a friend. Three weeks before his passing, you were there. No, three days before his passing. Three days, not even weeks. Yeah, three days I went to visit him because he was very ill. And uh, and he had to, you know, they had to get him to sit up. He was really... The effort. In, yeah, oh, wow. the effort. But uh, what, what really I can say about the, 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 the mischief-making of this, of, of Pigbotter, was after they got him to sit up to talk to me, he had a saline, saline drip, yeah. and he was on oxygen. Oh, wow. B- but during this time... Now and then he took took a puff at his cigarette. Oh my goodness! And I was thinking, now what is going on here? But you couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, but that's that's when a person uh, is in touch with reality. That there's no turning back. I mean, I've been doing this all my life. Uh, Are there any moments that stand out for you, Teresa, as we take calls? Excuse me, could you repeat that? I'm, I'm asking if there are any moments that stand out for you as we celebrate his life. The moments that stand out in his life, uh, personal moments, uh, off, uh, sort of off the record, 
or um, do you, uh, are you referring to moments in his political life? Uh, uh, Let, let's stick with about? off the record because political oh, life is googleable. Okay, <laughs> I, I think I have one that I can tell you offhand. Okay. And he also uh, connected with the book. Actually, uh, he was never uh, keen on me writing a biography on him. Mm. And uh, he, but he, he couldn't, um, he couldn't refuse, or he wouldn't refuse interviews. But I also had many interviews with other people about him. But he wasn't so keen about someone writing about him because mm. he thought he would write his own biography, not uh, autobiography. But then, in the end, when I gave him, uh, when I gave him the book. Um, I gave him the proofs, the, the printing proofs, only three days before it went to print, so that he wouldn't see the, uh, what I've written for the first time <laughs> okay. in the published book. So he read day and night, and he was so upset at, at, at certain uh, things that I said there. He said, "Why did you? Why did you?" Uh, quote this person and why is that? That's very unflattering. You left it like that to cool down. Oh, yeah, and yeah. today, when I actually uh, approached him and uh, 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 met him again uh, with a book in my uh, in my bag, I put that away at first, so I didn't tell him that I actually had yeah. it. It's come out now. You should have seen his face. He was shocked to see the book. He said, I am so scared of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Mike in Middlebeck. Good afternoon and welcome to SFM Radio. Thanks, thanks, Crisalda, and uh, good afternoon to your guest today. Uh, I, I want to check what was his take um, with regard to. Uh, revolutionary musicians who were against the party because he was uh, uh, probably the greatest uh, apartheid uh, propagandist mm. you know the country's ever had I remember he would uh, appear and uh, state a position when uh, artists were banned you know for what they stood for I remember Stimela he would appear and uh, really say things that were not so good about uh, anti-apartheid musicians. So, did he have any taste of music? All right. Let's find out from his friend, uh, shouldn't we? <laughs> did he have any taste in music? Well, I Especially post-1990, uh, I, I guess. I don't remember being in a room with music with Big Bird. Uh, he had a lot of taste for for whiskey, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Teresa and, and knows cigar. better than <laughs> and me. <cigar. laughs> I, I might be able to contribute here. Sure. Uh, he was a, a lover of classical music mostly, but he also he had a very open mind, uh, and his son Pitbuka. Had, uh, had a great or and still has a great um, respect uh, for the quieter music 
and uh, those Ooh, answers. for quite though. Yeah, quite. Uh, oh, wow. And, and he, he said that, uh, uh, those people make good, good, good music. And he studied that. And Pip Butter actually uh, had a, quite a, an open mind uh, towards things that were different to his actual taste. Uh, he could listen to it. And he never never ever uh, tried to influence uh, Pete, his son, about his choice of uh, of career and his choice of music. And, uh, yeah, I think he, he spoke to so many different people and he was confronted with so many different opinions. Uh, being the foreign minister on the big uh, world stage, and um, being uh, Teresa, what a pity that uh, time is so not on our side uh, right now. If you were to single out um, uh, perhaps one uh, lesson learned uh, from the man that was Beck Porter as, as his friend, what would it be, uh, Mr. Mullet? Well, now, the, the question is now for Mr. Mullet. We've run completely okay. out of time. Yes, I think uh, Pete Botta was one of the world's most experienced diplomats during his time. And uh, I'm hoping that our trainers, the people who are training South Africa's diplomats today, will use Teresa's book uh, to learn about how to represent your country's interests. Because that's what Pete Botta did. And in actual fact, we need to acknowledge that uh, he's uh, the former Minister of Minerals and Energy and uh, his highest career achievement under uh, Nelson Mandela's uh, leadership. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for giving us that insight. It's important that we embrace our history, uh, all parts of it. Teresa, thank you so much for taking our call. Thank you very, very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, that is All Teresa right, Perpenfuss, author of uh, The Backwater and His Times. And thank you. Thank, is there any way we can access your speech, Mr. Beckett? Uh Yes, uh, I can email it to you. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, that is Mr. Moilet Mbeke, uh, Deputy Chairperson of the South African Institute of International Affairs and uh, an independent think tank based at Vets University. That's where we end uh, this conversation. And I would like to just acknowledge and thank the team, Zowili Khodi, Zelma Kribi, Tabelum Papudi, Bushokwa Matosa, Lesekho Monganyane, Vosani Marole, and uh, our executive uh, um, uh, producer, Buli Jawa. And uh, that's how much it takes to bring you uh, just a conversation. Thank you so much. It's SAFM Radio. Coming up next is uh, Sir Ernest Pillay with the home run. And take care of you in this weather. And this is the News Bulletin with Utsile Sako.